Hey, it's Ina. Hi, it's Abby. What's up? It's Drew. And, and this, this is, is The Glue Stick. Stick. The Glue Stick is a student-created podcast that aims to create community ties with small businesses and influential members of the Jackson community. This podcast is entirely produced by Jackson High School students. So we are here at Cascades Humane Society talking with Sue Chambers and Stephanie Sharp, and we want to ask them some questions about the history and some of the things that go on here. So first, how did the shelter come to be and what's sort of the history behind this place? Um, well, the, the need in Jackson for an organization for the humane care of animals started in the 1920s, but it wasn't until 1977 that we actually got a building. And that, I believe, was off of Elm Street? On Mechanic Street. Oh, on Mechanic Street, okay. And then we recently moved to this building that we have here on Carmen Drive. 2003. So here at the shelter, Obviously, the goal is to take in quote-unquote unwanted pets and put them in a forever home. When people are looking to get their first pet, what do you recommend the process they take? So they need to think about what type of pet would fit into their lifestyle. You know, dogs take more attention than guinea pigs. What kind of money they want to spend on an animal every year because again, small animals don't require vaccines, they don't require heartworm flea preventative, so they're cheaper to have. Then you wanna think about the time commitment as far as longevity. If you get an animal, you wanna keep that animal for life. That is, you're making a commitment to it. So whereas a hamster or a rat might only live two or three years, dog could live 15 or more years. So, and same with cats, they can live a very long lifestyle. So you need to look at all these things and decide, you know, think about what would be the best animal to fit your lifestyle. What would just, you recommend a good starter pet be? Depending on the age, for children, I recommend rats, guinea pigs, sometimes rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be the best starter pet, I think. So what are some necessities to pet ownership that you see neglected? often preventative medicine so one of the most important things is spay neuter because we do have an over population of animals especially cats in Jackson County and then preventable illness so animals need vaccines to keep them healthy but they also need preventative medicine from the standpoint of like dogs need heartworm preventative we treated last year 27 dogs for heartworm disease I mean it's a killer and it costs a lot of money to treat it. For you to go to the vet would be about $1,000 to treat a dog. And it's preventable. Those are the biggies, are heartworm, parasites, vaccines, spay-neuter. My mom's actually a vet out in Mason, and when she gets most of her patients, she's doing spays and neuters, vaccines, heartworm, talking with owners about why they need to vaccine their dogs that stay indoors even though they're not all indoors because every dog has to go outside to do its <laughs> business so so how can young people become more active with the shelter here they can volunteer we have more volunteers than we have staff we are a nonprofit organization we don't receive government funding or help from national humane organizations we we rely heavily on our volunteers they're their legs we stand on and every single day i come to work and I, you know, they're just everywhere. They're doing laundry, they're helping clean kennels, they're walking the dogs, they're cuddling the cats, they're photographing, going to events. That is the best way for someone to get involved with CHS and to help us. 
So you guys have your annual Pause in the Park event coming up. Tell us a little bit about that. Pause in the Park is our largest fundraiser of the year. It is a dog walkathon, and it also this will be the second year that we will have the carnival theme. The biggest part of it is the walkathon. It's a one point three-mile walk through Cascade Falls Park. For the walk, we usually um, take pictures under our balloon arch. We honor CHS alumni who have come out. We also honor the fundraising teams that we have because one of the tiers to the fundraiser is a peer-to-peer style fundraiser where you create teams and the teams compete to to win the top fundraiser and they get, you know, we we put together a prize package for them and Mm -hmm. um, as a thank you, but they get together and they photograph under the balloon arch and then the Detroit Circus donates their time and talent to come and perform for us and those performances are free. Last year they were ticketed, but this year it'll be free. It's family friendly, so you don't just have to, you're not not limited to if you have a dog you, that's the only way you can come if you have kids I would totally bring my kids there's carnival games for dogs and um, humans alike so and and everybody wins prizes so if a doggy's playing a game the dog's gonna run a, win a dog style prize face painting balloon twisting this year we'll have doggy fur painting <laughs> so like a temporary tattoo you can have something like that on nice. your dog um, there's vendors to shop Gosh, we have so much going on at Pleasant Park Carnival Food. It's just a really fun day. You can register for the walk. You can go to the website, chspets.org, to register for the walk. And just come out and walk with your dog and have a good time. It's um, Saturday, June 2nd from 10 to 2. That's awesome. I know it's right by my house, so I always go down there with my dogs every year. <laughs> have you ever seen, like, the line of dogs? Yes. It's, it's so fun. It's so cute, Oh, too. the doggy costume competition. There's a oh. doggy costume competition, <laughs> too. So um, we'll be judging who's the best dressed. So <laughs> dress up your pooch and come down. How long have you guys been doing this? Pause in the park. We did take a little break from it for a while, but I hired in in 2004, and we were already doing it then. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I have a little odd question. Have you guys ever had someone come walk their cat? Because I know I have a cat that's leash trained. We have not had a cat to my house. We have had pigs. Yep, we've pigs. had monkeys. Oh, monkeys? Wow. Yep, but we've had birds. Usually when you bring things like that, it gets a lot of attention, mm-hmm. and it's usually it's unwanted the attention mm-hmm. because yeah. the dogs kind of go crazy. They didn't pay too much attention to the pig, though. We had two pigs the last <laughs> two years ago. There was two pigs. Yeah. Dogs yeah. didn't pay a lot of attention to them. Oh, and they're so cute. I mean, we even had this girl who was dressed up like her dog. She had a poodle skirt, and the dog had the <laughs> giant pit bull, had a poodle skirt on, and they were just adorable. It was awesome. Kitty's making my heart melt. They're my favorite dog. When I get a dog someday, it will be a pity. We have a really nice one named Melvin. Yep, here. actually, Ooh. he's right here. Okay, so tell us about Melvin. Melvin is a four-year-old pit bull, and he came to us from the Hillsdale Humane Society. Is that right? Mm, I don't know where he came from. Yep, Hillsdale. Um, Hillsdale, yeah. And Melvin, oh my gosh, he's such a sweetie. Um, like I said, he's a pity. He he doesn't jump. Big guy. He's a big guy, but he doesn't mm. jump on you. He gets really excited. He loves kids. He loves everybody. Oh my gosh, he loves everybody. His we face is half. Claws. Somebody they split his face in half, and it's white on one side and brindled <laughs> on the other. Uh, we took him to Paws and Claws, which is um, an expo, and there's usually about 400 people there, and he just like plopped down on the floor and like he's, he's, he's the, the epitome perfect, of laid back yeah he's the perfect laid back dog a great dog so he's neutered heartworm negative up to date on vaccines and heartworm preventative and ready to go home for 150 dollars 
Yes. Which is not, I mean, it's so nominal compared to the care that they mm-hmm. get. I mean, the cost of a spay or neuter and parasite prevention and monthly vaccines and all Microchip. and the microchipping that we do test. for them. I mean, it's, it's a great deal. Come in and get a companion and a friend for life for... 150 bucks. I mean, Melvin's ready to go. He's such an awesome dog. I know. I love bully breed dogs. We have two boxers at home, mm-hmm. and we were looking at pit bulls too, and animals at the shelter for a long time before we got our newest one. So to go along with this, why should people adopt here instead of buying a pet from a shop, for example? Nine times out of ten, when you buy a pet from a pet store, you are buying a puppy mill dog. We just went on a big puppy mill rescue back in January, December and January down in Hunstead. Most of these dogs live in cages and the small dogs live in rabbit cages. They don't go outside. They don't know what grass is. They don't know what it is. And I, I adopted one of those dogs and he is terrified to be outside. They are not confident dogs. They're hard to house train because they've lived in their own feces and urine for their whole life. They tend to be shy. They tend to be high strong they don't even know how to play I took no they don't know how to play I took one home to play with one of my dogs and it was still very young and I have a giant yard and I put the I put the puppy down or the dog down and you know my dogs are trying to like run around and jump and play with them and it just she had her tail tucked and then she ran and you could just see it in her face like oh my gosh I can run and then she was just the happiest dog like this Hmm. dog didn't know how to run yeah and that's the life of a puppy mill dog. They're just bred over and over and over and over and over and yeah, over again. They are. And they get enough interactions so that you can't say they have bad interactions with people. That way they look forward to people. But they don't know what it's like to be picked up and cuddled. And that scares the yeah. daylights out of them. And then the They're other play thing, with. They don't know what toys are. No, they don't know what toys are at all. There's a lot of genetic problems that go along because they don't pay attention in puppy mills. So they might, you know, small breed dogs are prone to luxating patellas. It's not uncommon to find that in puppy mill dogs because they don't, they don't do any testing. To buy from a breeder, a backyard breeder, you might as well buy from a puppy mill. It's basically the same thing on a smaller scale. There's a lot of them around. And if you buy from a breeder and they won't let you come and see their breeding stock, that's a huge red flag and you need yeah. to run. Mm-hmm. Most breeds have genetic tendencies that the breeders should be testing for in adult dogs, over two-year-old dogs. So like hip dysplasia, eye issues, heart issues, your boxers, they have heart issues. Yeah. So that's something that you need to do your research on the breed that you're looking at. And then breeders that breed their dogs for show or for field trials and things like that, the different breeds are probably a better place to go. Okay. Um, if you really feel you have to go to a breeder. Just remember that there are thousands of dogs in the United States being euthanized every day, tens of thousands of dogs and cats being euthanized every day. It's so much better to save a life. And, and then the other thing is every time you buy a dog, you perpetuate the breeding of that dog, no matter where it came from, mm-hmm. whether it was from a breeder, from a pet store, you are encouraging people to breed. So whenever you buy like that, so this is something you need to think about and whether you make that conscious choice of am I going to, am I going to support this or am I going to support that? There are so many animals here that are perfectly lovely that are just waiting to be loved and taken home. Yep. We see over 1,100 um, animals. Last year we had over 1,100 animals come through our shelter just in a year's time and that's 
That's incredible if you think about it. And we are not, we are no-kill shelter, so we won't euthanize for space. So, I mean, if we can get those animals out of their kennels and, and free up those kennels, we can take in even more and help mm-hmm. save even more. So, I mean, every single person that walks into the shelter to adopt a dog or any animal, they're literally mm-hmm. saving a life. Yep. Because that is one more kennel that we can open up to someone who needs it. We fill every kennel as soon as it opens. The faster that we adopt them out, the faster we can take more in. Right now is kitten season, so there's mm. kittens. Everybody's mm. got kittens. And, and, you know, something that people want to keep in mind. So a kitten here is $80. If you go get a free kitten off the street and take it to the vets, and you can probably attest to this if your mom's a vet, there's feline leukemia FIV testing. You want to make sure your kitten doesn't have that disease that's going to kill it. Mm-hmm. And then parasite prevention. So they need to be treated for fleas. They need to be dewormed. And then spay and neuter and microchipping. And then for babies, they have to have a series of vaccines just like kids do. Mm-hmm. So every three weeks, they need to be vaccinated until they're about 16 weeks old. And then they need their rabies vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so the $80 kitten from Cascade Humane Society is really not that expensive when you think about how much it costs to do all the things that go into that $80 kitten. You're yeah. racking up a bill at the vet. You are. Yeah, you are. Yep. And if that's the way you want to go, that's great. Go for it. As long as you do it. That's the key. Mm-hmm. As long as you make sure that all of, the, all of the medical things are done that are needed for your animal so that it can be happy and healthy. So we're here right now meeting Melvin, who we were talking about earlier. He's a beautiful pity. He's so sweet. He didn't bark when we walked up at all, and all the other doggies are barking their little heads off. He's such a good boy. He, you know, he's, he's only, like I said earlier, he's only four years old. He's so laid back and chill. He's just like, he'll watch you, he'll wag his tail. He knows who I am because I'll come back here and give him treats all the time. Um, hi, big boy. You're a good boy. Yeah, you are a good boy. It's a beautiful day out here. They're out here getting some fresh air. You'll notice empty kennel right there. If a kennel door is open, that usually means the dog is on a walk. Mm -hmm. Our dogs usually get about three to five walks a day. We have volunteers. Again, we volunteers run everything. We have volunteers who come and just walk the dogs and and let them stretch their legs. And he's, Melvin is just, he's a great dog. He's got a half white and half brindle face and he's a giant pit bull, but he is a giant (laughs) sweetheart. Come out and meet Melvin. He's I'd love to see him go home. He is just the best dog. A good boy who deserves a forever home. Yes, he does. He's a good boy. And he's eating. I mean, we're sitting right here, and he's eating, and he's not even reacting. He doesn't care that we're here. I mean, like, what a better... You can't find a better dog. Thanks for sticking around. Tune in next time for another episode of The Glue Stick. Contact us at theglustick.jhs at gmail.com if you or your business is interested in being featured on our next episode.